guys, welcome back to another episode of the Best Coast Express NHL podcast. We got a couple segments for you today, but our first one uh, today is going to be the weekly roundup. Bailey, what are our items for today? Well, today we're going to be going over the Anaheim Ducks firing head coach Randy Carlisle. That came out this morning. Uh, we're going to look at the Canucks in the standings and how they've been faring as of late, including a win last and a 4-3 shootout win against the Calgary Flames. Uh, we're going to talk about Panarin switching his agents and a little bit about uh, his free agency, pending free agency, alongside teammate Sergei Bobrovsky and a little bit more. So I think we should start with the Ducks firing Randy Carlisle, something I think we expected, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, seven-game losing streak after yesterday's 6-2 loss against Philly. I mean, what do you expect, right? Carlisle's been at the helm for a couple years now, I believe. And yeah, I mean, I think we all saw this coming. Someone had to do it, and... Yeah, I mean, they can't really. There's not. There aren't really many, many big moves they can be making right now to, you know, try salvage anything because what there's no point in doing that. This team is aging. This team is basically done for a while. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see them in the playoffs for the next three years. And just a drastic turnaround too. On December 18th, the Ducks were the second in the Pacific Division, yeah. having won 11 of 13, and since then they've gone two 15 and four, so two wins. 19 losses since then so really since the turn of the calendar year they've been dreadful i think something we all saw coming um it's going to be gm bob murray taking over the head coaching reins for the rest of the season and this is something that i honestly am not a huge fan of i think it's always a bit cheesy when the gm takes over as the head coach um i just don't necessarily think that might be the best fit but clearly he sees it as the best fit for his team and the direction maybe trying to save his own job uh he's got a bit incentive there because i think Bob Murray might be on the hot seat now too as GM of that team, but uh, Tyler, you had some more thoughts here yeah, as well. Yeah, that's I'm I'm interested. He's taking over the bench there. That's a uh, that's something you don't see too often. That's kind of like a a hands-on play, especially by the GM. So I'm interested to see how this turns out, <laughs> Bailey. What do you think is like the next step for for Anaheim? Do they got any picks on the move here or? What do you think? I think this team is in need of a, a pretty big shakeup. You obviously have a very good goaltender in John Gibson, who at the start of the year, and the reason they were in that second spot in the Pacific was because he was stealing so many games for them. Yeah. Um, he can only do so much. He can only do so much. You have some pretty aging pieces there uh, with no movement clauses. Perry, Getzlaff, and Kessler are their highest paid players, all making north of uh, Six point eight million dollars a year. Uh, Perry and Getzloff both in the eight million a year for the next three years. So um, some bad contracts there. I think Kessler, when I checked, he had around five points this season. So just yeah. a dreadful year for him. Getzloff can still produce. I'll give him that. But I just I yeah, it's time. They and honestly, if I were the Ducks, I wouldn't be afraid to. It's it, I think Getzloff's the best best of those three he's he's still like a relative asset i think they can get some sort of return i don't know if they're going to be all like oh we'll we'll stick with him loyalty you know like they did with perry keeping in mind perry gets and kessler all have no movement clauses so uh, anything any trades have to go through them first so they'd have to waive that um you know a lot of people have made it out that this ducks team has a lot of good defensemen and they do uh fowler lindholm manson montour to name a few so have some good pieces there but um, definitely a big a big turnaround coming for this Ducks team, at least on the on the trade front. Whether that comes before the deadline um, or in the summer remains to be seen. But I see I see a lot of movement happening with this team. Yeah, for sure, it's time. And 
One thing that's nice, though, about that uh, defensive core they got going there, last thing uh, before we move on to our next item, um, but th those guys are all in like a pretty good age range, age range right now, too. Uh, I believe Fowler is in his mid-late 20s right now. 27, yeah. Yep. 27. That's like still like a pretty pretty decent age, like maybe even a sell. Um, you could get you get some good some good uh, picks prospects for that, and yeah, maybe it's time to move on from a guy like Fowler. Yeah, and the, the only thing is with the Ducks and with some of these players, I think a lot of them would garner a lot of interest around the league, but their cap hits certainly don't help. And Fowler, I believe, has five more years left at a six point five million dollar cap hit, so not cheap. Um, so that definitely takes away from a lot of that value. And then again, as we mentioned, Perry, Getzlaff, and Kessler all with seven million plus. Uh, contracts over the next few years so not a great situation in Anaheim GM Bob Murray making the changes switching up the head coach uh, taking the reins there so we'll see what happens there you got to think they turn around at least somewhat because he yeah. can't really be much worse than they've been playing um, but moving on here to the second story we wanted to get to the Vancouver Canucks coming off a win last night against the first place Calgary Flames a 4-3 win in a shootout and Tyler what did we think of the team they were coming off a, a, of a shootout uh, sorry, overtime loss to the Blackhawks and then rebound with a win against the first place Flames. Yeah, we were on a three-game losing streak, I believe. Blackhawks were a part of that. It was Philly and Washington as well? Was yeah, that, was that's correct. Three? Yeah. Um, I think one thing I've really noticed, uh, Canucks, if there is like some bad goaltending on the other end of the play, we, we're, we're looking pretty good. Um, you look at Carter Hart, who's been on an absolute heater lately. And then Braden Holtby, those those are pretty low scoring games. Like we were pretty stifled. Like, but there's something with Canucks. We see that that bad, that poor goaltending. I believe that was Riddick in that yeah. last night. Yeah, David Riddick. Yeah, I'll, I'll hand it to him though. He's actually been pretty solid this year. Um, but I still don't consider him on the same caliber as uh, Holtby or how Carter Hart has been playing lately. So, yeah. Yeah, what were your thoughts? And that's one thing, too, I, I've been saying all year long uh, and with this Canucks team, you know, I did admit on Twitter a number of days ago that I've kind of jumped ship to maybe more of a team tank uh, for this year. I, I just don't see us making huge waves in the playoffs, so I wouldn't mind uh, wouldn't mind a better draft pick. So I, I take, take ownership of that take, Tyler. Um, that being said, though, I have been saying that I think if this team makes playoffs, it's going to be a, a Calgary Flames team that we're going to we're going to match up against. Uh, you know, the top team in the West. We, if we're going to make it, we're going to be that eighth seed. And you know, I think last night was a great example that you know we're going to be we're going to be outshot in these games, but we are a team that can take advantage of of poor goaltending. And Calgary, of course, they've got Mike Smith backing up and David Riddick, who played last night, and he has had a good year, but yeah. not the shaky or sorry, a pretty shaky tandem there, and something that we can take advantage of. And I think last night we saw a lot of strength on this team. Jacob Markstrom playing lights out, 44 saves yesterday, and he's been really on a tear uh, since, you know, for the last few months now. Yeah. And again, Horvat uh, getting a goal. Levo, who's been pretty good as of late, getting his 11th of the year. And then Pedersen with a couple points. Vintage Brock Besser tying up the game in the second period. So a lot of a lot of things to like in this game. And I think, again, this team continues to sit on the fence here as to whether or not they're going to make the playoffs or not. Yeah, I just think we're starting to see the real Jacob Markstrom here. Um, when he first came to Vancouver, we're like, okay, this guy, we're not expecting great things out of him. Uh, Luongo trade goes down. He's pretty much thrust into that starting spot, right? 
and he received a lot of flack for the first two years. Um, but I think what we forget is how bad of teams he's had in front of him, right? Like he's been, uh, he he started when he was put into that starting role. He was pretty much, you know, like kind of like fed to the dogs. Like we didn't, we were like bottom five team in the league. And you know what? Now that he's got a good team in front of him, it makes him look a lot better. And uh, yeah, I I do. I I'm a I'm a big fan of Markstrom though. I, I think it is important to note that Markstrom doesn't exactly have the best defensive group ahead of him. No. And so to be playing how he's been lately, stealing games, and I think we can all agree that he has stolen a few games for the Canucks this year, uh, doing really well. 21 wins on the year. That puts him at ninth in the league. So uh, certainly some good numbers for him this year. 2.81 goals against 9.10 save percentage. So, you know, not the greatest, but but he's doing a great job this year. And uh, given what he's had in front of him. And one thing, Tyler, I wanted to get to before we move on subjects uh, my good roommate, David Bomer, with a bit of a hot take a couple days ago saying that Jacob Markstrom is starting to look like a franchise goaltender. Do you think he is? Do you think he is the goalie of the future for the Canucks, or do you still see him as that transition piece before Thatcher Demko or Mike DiPietro? I think he's in an, I think Markstrom's in an awkward in-between place. Um, I like Markstrom a lot. I think he's a great goalie. I think he could benefit certain teams very well. Um, I look around at lots of teams that could just use good goaltending. Um, you know, like Calgary, what Philadelphia used to be, and now they different animal with Carter Hart at the helm now. But you know, it's uh, they they look he looks good. I'm I wouldn't say he's a franchise goalie. Franchise goalie for me, I'm thinking like your Holtby's, your Flurries, your. Uh, who else? I guess Vasilevsky we can put into that conversation now. John Gibson. Um, but I just don't think... I don't think Markstrom is that yet. And I... And we don't know what Demko's going to be. We don't know what DiPietro's going to be either, right? So, yeah. um, I just think he's in that awkward in-between place. I think of guys who... I wouldn't consider top-tier goaltenders. Um, I might get a little bit of flack for this. I don't think Devin Dubnik is your top-tier goaltender. I think he's a great goaltender, but I don't think he's a Pecorino. I don't think he's a Flurry, right? Maybe in that um, second tier of yeah, goaltenders. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I, I think Markstrom is somewhere in between that like second tier to um, we don't know if this guy is going to be a part of our immediate future slash future within the next three years kind yep. of guy. So. I, and, I, and I like that take. He's kind of in that second tier of goaltenders. Yeah. Um, looking to kind of establish himself in that tier. He's 29 years old, just turned 29 10 days ago, so kind of entering that prime as a goaltender. But moving subjects here, earlier this week, uh, it was Artemi Panarin, who obviously a high-profile free agent uh, coming up with the Blue Jackets. He was switching agents from Dan Milstein to Paul Theofanis. I probably screwed that last name up, but uh, him switching agents. And fun fact about Theophanis, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Theophanis. Paul Theophanis, NHL agent. He's also the agent of Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh, baby. There's been rumors that have been linking both the uh, Blue Jackets players to the Florida Panthers, and uh, this kind of continued with that fire. Tyler, your thoughts on the big move by Panarin? This is exactly what I wanted. Now they're talking package deals. Bobrovsky, Panarin going somewhere. I don't know. Um, I'm obviously jumping gun, the jump, jumping the gun here, but yeah, this uh, this is an interesting, interesting situation Columbus has on their hands, man. They've built a team around those two guys, and they both want out. Ooh, I'm kind of, I'm I'm so interested to see where this goes. Obviously, we know Panarin has this thing for I want to be near a body of water. Um, 
Vancouver. I, yeah, yeah, I know you you want him at Vancouver. I just don't know if I want to shell out eleven mil a year, right? Now. My thing with these two players is, and I'll get to the Florida rumors, but I I see Panarin as being obviously he's younger. He's I believe twenty six or twenty seven. Um, so he's still he's still young, relatively young, yep. and I don't see him as a big gamble. I think he's a fairly sure thing. Bobrovsky, on the other hand, committing long term to a a goaltender north of thirty who's had the year he he he's had. Uh, the money you're gonna have to commit to that is is pretty sketchy. And and a team like Florida too to be interested in him with Luongo and Reimer both under contract. I I see it as a bit puzzling, and I see it as you know possibly a big mistake. But I don't. I don't think they should be shelling out a lot to acquire these players midseason, given that they're they're really out of the playoff race. Yeah, um, it's it, it would be an interesting move. I mean, they only got like 20, 30 games left in the season. We're we're starting to we're starting to get to the bare bones of the season now. Playoff races are starting to slim out a little, but I think I like your point with Panarin. Like he has proven himself in Chicago, where he's been playing with superstars. And then he's proved himself in Columbus, where he's playing with Josh Anderson, Pierre Luc Dubois. No, no, not throwing any shade to Pierre Luc Dubois. I'm a big fan, but I mean that's not Patrick Kane, right? So, yeah, I um, he's shown he could be that guy. Exactly, I I agree. But at the same time, I'm just not crazy about the Vancouver move. Um, I don't think it's time to splash on that big free agent, right? Um, we we need defense. We need defense. Um, our forwards are looking pretty good for the future here, um, and we still have so much opportunity to to strengthen this um, with the, ne- the upcoming draft and such. Uh, whether that's defense or more forwards, we're going for you. You never know. But I just I just don't think Panarin is the move now. I like what Toronto did with Tavares. Uh, they kind of, you know, like Matthews, Marner had a couple seasons together. They went to the playoffs a couple times. I just think we need to make the playoffs with this core, this progressing core that we have now. Our pests, our Pesser, well, Pedersen and Besser. Um, Pedersen's, Bessers, hopefully Quinn Hughes will jump into the mix within the next two years here. Uh, another guy we can look at and rely on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I know, are you still pretty keen on the Panarin deal now that you've kind of gone back to the, you know, we're not that good? I, I think we're, we're not that good this season, and I think we've seen glimpses of that, losing to teams like Chicago and Philly and uh, maybe some hot teams, but nonetheless teams that uh, really aren't that good. Uh, that said, though, I, I still, I'm sticking to it. I think Artemi Panarin would be a great add to this team. I think you can, we, we, we have room for him now, and uh, I know with some good cap management, we'll, e- we'll easily be able to fit all our RFAs in the future with him around. Um, I think you can make space with him. Uh, he's trading away the Brandon Sutters and the you know other other players that are taking up cap hits that maybe aren't so reasonable. Does anyone want Brandon Sutter? Well, that's my thing. And again, I think I think you can you can find ways around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I like I like I really do like Artemi Panarin. Given that you mentioned he's been he's been the, the guy in Columbus for two years now, been over a point per game there. He's been a complimentary piece to superstars like Kane and Taves. So I, I just think he's a he's a great fit, and he's he's young enough to not be so much of a gamble. But Panarin's gonna go any anywhere. I'm gonna say this right now: anywhere Panarin goes, whether he's in Florida, whether he's in Vancouver, whether he stays in Columbus, which I have no no reservation towards that happening um he's gonna he's gonna produce man he's proven himself i'm a big fan 
I love Artemi Panarin. But, and, yeah. And going off the Artemi Panarin rumors as we as we wrap up here, uh, some rumors linking the Nashville Predators to Panarin uh, yeah. recently in the last couple days, and and coming out of there is saying that they're willing to deal their first round pick uh, along with Eli Tolvanen for for any one of of Panarin um, or or high profile free upcoming free agents like that on the market. So yeah. some something to uh, keep an eye on as we as we near this NHL trade deadline coming up and. Definitely uh, a lot of movement coming. Yeah, I think about the Preds too, and they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of pieces they can move, especially on that blue line. When I look up front, they they do look weak though. I don't think I think Philip Forsberg is a great player, but I don't think Ryan Johansson should be your second option on off on offense. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, is there you got any more pieces to say? Or are we good? I Pro- think this is uh, segment one coming to a close here. Wrapping up our NHL roundup here, and stay tuned for the part two of this Best Coast Express NHL podcast this weekend. Yeah. Thanks, guys.